0: Hello my loves! Welcome to The Story Behind the Story. This is an interview series with authors, writers, and people in the land of publishing. My name is Sierra Melker and today we are joined by the amazing Adrienne McKeon. She is a friend of mine, she is a writer, she is a book coach, she has a bunch of things. I want to hand it over. Adrienne, just introduce yourself. Who are you today? And what are you going to bring us? And then let's just dive into what we're going to chat about today.
1: Well, first and foremost, I'm a a fan of of Sierra's. Sierra's wonderful. And I just love collaborating with her. Every time I do, the universe sends me wonderful, amazing, synchronous, gorgeous things. So I'm just super happy to be here. First off, I am a creation coach and Nobody knows what that means. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. (laughs) Tell us what it means. (laughs) What it means is that I am here. And I and I say that like, you know, I'm here, but I'm also like, I am here to help humans to connect with their creative source and to get rid of everything that lies on top of that and plugs up that well and keeps you from getting inspired, from making the work that you're here to make. And I don't know what that is you know what that is. Your gut knows what that is. Um, but I'm here to help you make that work, whatever that work is. And when you, when I say creation coach, a lot of people think immediately creative pursuits and yes, absolutely. I think artistic artistic pursuits
0: (laughs) put them in an artsy box. Yeah. Yes.
1: But I think any problem solving is creativity And so, if you are solving problems and creating solutions in the world, then you are a creator, and I'm here to help you. There you go.
0: Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being (laughs) you. Bringing it. This series, we're going to touch on a lot of things. And as I said earlier, when before we started recording, you and I have, can, and will talk about lots of things for hours and hours. But for today's purpose, we're going to tighten it in um, just in case anybody has anything else to do today. We want to give them something tangible, something practical, something to chew on um, for writers, aspiring writers, people who are just like, I've always wanted to, but, you know, Always wanted to write. I've always wanted to share my story. I've always wanted to start a business or whatever the you know the creative process is. Uh, this series is for you. Yeah, the we've all got a big. I want.
1: We've all got yeah. a big butt, right? right? We've all got that big butt. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I would do this, but yeah, right. We've all got that.
0: And there's an infinite. It's amazing when we need to be inspired we can always fill in that, like the Mad Lib of that sentence. But when it comes to like scooting that over and coming up with the alternative version, sometimes we need a little nudge. Absolutely. Um, So my personal and professional drive is helping people explore their stories, understand their stories, share their stories when and how they're ready. And because that in my own life, and I see it in my clients, is the most empowering act imaginable, okay? It's accelerated personal growth, it's accelerated professional growth, spiritual growth. Um, I wanna talk to you specifically today about the power of story and and why this is your calling absolutely so start so, I mean, there what
1: do you got i have a whole podcast which is all about the power of storytelling called that's allowed a-l-o-u-d please check it out um i help people tell their stories because i feel like once your story has become a story and i, I do want to explain there's a difference between something that you're experiencing and a story when you are still in the thick of it this story doesn't have an ending yet A story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I think all stories have a happy ending. It just depends on where you end the story, (laughs) at least a hopeful ending, right? And so I really encourage people to look at things, you know, I really believe that things happen for us, not to us. And so once you can kind of see a story as something that happened for you and had a gift for you in the end, even if that gift, you had to go through a lot of muck to find that little tiny shiny grain and very often uh, you do right it's very often you get on the surface it's deep <laughs> then it wouldn't be a story right there's you know there's a good time and there's a good story uh sometimes you get both but uh usually things can be divided into the one or the other so if it's a good story that means that you had to paw through quite a bit to get down to that beautiful little diamond of of a gift and once you find that Now you have a story. And that story isn't for you anymore because you already experienced it. That experience was for you. The story is for others who are struggling with the same thing or at least a similar emotional arc that you went through. And so sharing your story isn't just a way of, you know, entertaining people, which, of course, it is that But it's also a way of giving people a map to that gift, a way to find it quicker, a way to get deeper, faster, by understanding the lay of the land of that emotional arc and helping people relate to it and go, oh, oh, I see, I see what this
0: experience is. It's a story. It's each story, what I'm hearing you say is like each story serves as a potential map for someone else to be like, oh, I remember this journey. I see myself now in a story that I've read somewhere else or heard somewhere else. And so instead of being all in the thick of it and getting lost in it, it's like, I know how to proceed here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And by giving away that story to the others who can use it now, you unburden yourself of it because a story that you're not telling becomes this pair of glasses that you see the world through and you're not even aware of it until you take off the glasses and look at them and go, oh, look, here, you know, they've got this little curvy thing and these lenses and this is a pair of glasses, ah, (laughs) that's what this is. Now someone else can use those glasses, make sense?
0: Completely. Um,
1: So that's why I feel so passionate about helping people tell their stories. And also I do a lot of exercises that are what I call time travel exercises, where people can go back to stories that were very uh, traumatic or upsetting and change the ending for themselves so that they can move on from that experience and figure out what that was for, for them. And also travel to the future to stories that they haven't created yet, but will.
0: I love this. Okay, I mean, I love so many parts of this. Hmm. One of the questions that I'm going to be asking all the guests um, is advice for aspiring authors and writers and creators. And because I want this not just to be theoretical, I want there to be a practical nugget that anyone who's listening to this can be like, okay, I'm gonna do this today. um, Or I can like, work forward with this. And so if your advice also answers this main question of like, how do you personally navigate your hopes, fears, and doubts when you're in that creative stage? Um, for me, I I think it's the hopes about writing that are as entangling and paralyzing of <laughs> like if I write it. Absolutely a journal, then blah blah blah. And that's the then blah 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 is as much of a, like a Mack truck as the doubts and the fears of like, I can't do it. And like, and I want to do it. So I just get squished in between these things. What's your process? Um, And and if it relates to advice for aspiring authors, writers, creators, just dive in and let us have it. Absolutely.
1: So I'm gonna tell you a little story because this just happened yesterday. I was working with a, a collaborator, a friend of mine, not a client, but just a friend who, you know, we, we write and we trade pages and things. And she said to me, I don't understand how you've written so many books because I've been trying to write this book for so long and it's just so hard. And I said, that's because you're trying to write a book instead of just trying to write. And she went, Oh, (laughs) because if you get too focused on the outcome of what you think this thing is before you've even created it, That's not honoring the spirit of the inspiration. That's not honoring what could come into you and what you might create because you're putting onto it your expectations. And that doesn't feel good to anybody. Whenever somebody says to you, I want you to create this specific thing and it's got to look like this and it's got to do this. It's like, oh, I can't do that. But if you just say to someone, I want you right? It's not
0: creation. Then you're a machine, right? You're a 3D printer and you have to like do this. That's not creation. It's the opposite. That's the opposite. So to be a creator and to
1: really honor the spirit of creation and what that means is to focus on the process and just allow the outcome to surprise you. (laughs) Just surrender to the outcome. And you, would, you will be amazed at what amazing things come out of you once you let go of that judgment of what this is supposed to be. So I really, really believe that the process is where it's at. And to, to have the discipline to keep creating every day, even if it sucks, Even if you read it over and go, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever written, like you might be amazed at how just shaking that crap out of your head then allows you to open up to what was really underneath of all of that. So, I do morning pages, I really recommend, you know, every morning, I do a little what I call my manifestation slideshow, which is I show, (laughs) I show myself some images that inspire me some music that inspires me, uh, just puts me in the right headspace. And then I just open up a a document that I have, and I write at least one typed page uh, in this document for every day and sometimes it turns into something and I get super inspired like uh how to write how to be a muse the thing that I wrote recently came from a a morning page that I wrote uh and a lot of the time it's just like about the weird dream that I had last night or a conversation that I'm thinking about or all the stuff that just crowds our head and keeps us from getting to the real work
0: the decluttering and the greasing the wheels and like oh now I'm in the flow now I'm in the, now the zone I'm trying to write something right no, I'm now just I'm just writing I am just writing
1: that's yeah. right exactly and you don't have to show this to anybody in fact I don't recommend that you do <laughs> this is your journal this is your diary this is not for anybody else to see um, but you'll be I I hope amazed and surprised at what this will bring out and the beautiful work that can be created from that, that might surprise you as of, as to what it is. It could turn into a play. It could turn into a podcast. It could turn into a conversation that you need to have that you've been avoiding. It could turn into a beautiful meditation session that just brings you to a deeper level with yourself. Uh, what, it, the, the What's created doesn't have to be writing per se for morning pages to be useful. Yeah.
0: Well, and what I'm hearing is, when we sit down with sometimes like the intention becomes the block, right? Yes. <laughs> instead of like, I'm going to sit down and my intention is to do this. We like trip right over the thing. And, and that comes up a lot. If like, I think I should know what to do or how to do it. And therefore I'm forcing it instead of just cleaning. I love the morning pages practice, anything that's a regular ritual just mm-hmm. to declutter not that the that's not the product that's the process of right. getting rid of all the other schmutz cuz it's everywhere right everywhere. there's laundry lists there's to do lists there's all the, the <laughs> random it is it's just like kitchen clutter in the mind mm-hmm. and if we sit down without clearing our actual desk you can't put anything down and so we right. have to do the same process also recognize, um, I was just rereading Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldman. Um, it's a series of, of writing activities and one of the chapters is you are not the poem, right? And this idea that what is created isn't you, so right. you're not responsible for deciding what it is or even deciding how good it is. The Morning Pages comes from Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way and she says like, I'm responsible for the process, not the product. I will, like quantity, I can take care of. Quality, I I put that up on the universe to take care of how good it is. I will just put out this many pages or this many words. I will show up every morning and do my thing, but I'm not responsible for how good it has to be. And that just sort of frees you, right?
1: And not only are you not responsible for how good it is, uh, it's not your place to judge that. Because some, you know, I'll tell you what, I like, I write things that I think are are crap and my daughter will find them and be like, mom, what is this? This is really interesting. Like it is, and vice versa. I think it's like the most brilliant thing I've ever written, no comments, no responses, nobody engages with it. It's not your business the ideas that come to you like yes you lucky you you were there to receive them but they aren't necessarily yours you are the channel that they chose to came to come through and so i just like i really try to honor that and say it's not even my business to judge what comes to me i'm right. just here to to transmute it <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. to <laughs> into something that i from- think from here to here. Yeah,
1: into something that I think is nifty and maybe other people will too. It's Again, the work that I create in the end doesn't have a lot to do with me because people will interpret it through their own lens and it will resonate with their own emotional experience and what they will read is their own life. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Art <laughs> is that when you create something, someone else has this experience of it filtered through their own life and experiences that you could never have
0: imagined. And that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, when we spoke a couple, like a week or so ago, you <laughs> had a particular story about your own blockages. Can you share that with us before we wrap up? Do you remember exactly what we're talking no, about? Me. No, remind
1: okay. me. <laughs> I get lots of blockages. <laughs>
0: um, I think it was like you had set yourself um, a project and a timeline and you always found reasons not to show up and then something got you back. Yes. Because I mean, our first piece of advice is like show up for the process. Yes. Like how do you, how do you get there.
1: Yeah. So I had just wrapped my last uh, book, which is called Enough, and it was all about. It's it's sort of a workbook on how to get out of emotionally abusive cycles in romantic relationships, and so I felt such a relief after that because I was like, okay, I'm kind of like done with that whole chapter of my life and can you know I've put this out in the universe for anyone who needs it you know and I can kind of let go of that and so I was so excited about what I wanted to create next and I wanted it to be this book and I I knew what I wanted to call it it was going to be called release your masterpiece and it was going to be all about how to you know find that sort of masterpiece within yourself and create it and then like nothing happened. (laughs) It was like blank page syndrome. I was just staring like, uh, and I wrote an introduction, which sort of fit, but not like fully fit. And I was like, okay, I I have to admit that I'm kind of stuck here and I'm kind of blocked. And I was, again, like you said. Procrastinating, doing everything else on my plate, focused on, you know, oh, well, I, got, I got to get gigs and I got to make money and I got to have clients and I got to do my thing and not focusing on creating. And so I just got to this place where I was like, I'm getting a little insane because I know myself and I have to create to stay sane. <laughs> like, it's not just a thing of like, uh, I create because I'm a create. It's like, I create because if I don't create, like that, that shit drives me nuts. <laughs> Like that's, people say, you know, creativity makes you crazy. No, what makes you crazy is not expressing your creativity. Okay, that's what makes you crazy. So to stay sane, I knew that I had to be creating. And so I just finally gave myself permission to just stop focusing on this thing that I felt like I was supposed to be creating and just start creating again. And I started doing the morning pages again. And lo and behold, I stumbled upon this whole, how to be amused thing. And I was like, that's what the first chapter is. Okay, okay, now we're here. Now we're back. And it's so obvious. It's one of those things where I was just like, duh, so mad at myself. Because I know this stuff, like you know this stuff, right? You know that you have to show up every day and do the work for inspiration to show up and dance with you, right? Like if you're not out on the dance floor with your dance shoes on, like warmed up and ready to go, like it's not gonna show. It's got other dance partners that it can you know, go dance with. It's not gonna bother with you unless you show up ready to go. So I gotta get out there, do my warmups, <laughs> put on my shoes. <laughs> Put on a fancy Take off dress, the sweatpants. Yep. Yes, yeah. be like, "All right, inspiration, I'm here. Let's dance." Yeah,
0: I love, I love that image too. Um, love that image, um, and I'm going to borrow it. It's all yours. It's open source. I, I think, just to wrap us up, I'm hearing a couple of things. So, we have to show up. Even when we feel inspired and we, that inspiration becomes the obstacle of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going Mm -hmm. to create this thing that can become its own block. Yep. And then showing up regardless, showing up and let whatever comes through, come through so that we're, because I think we are unfortunately masters of our own obstacles, right? We
1: are our own obstacles
0: like we there's are. nothing else Absolutely. It's, us. it's all right. us. <laughs> and and the flip side of that is always if we know that we're the mistresses of our obstacles then we can like oh you're you're the one who's come out to play with me today let's let's tussle right
1: yeah you Instead have to of, be a little bit of a trickster yeah you have to trick yourself a little bit and it, it's all playful you know it's all a fun game and i think that's that more than anything to me is the key if you are not having fun with this, go do something else. <laughs> Don't waste your life. Go do something that's fun for you. So if you can find the fun, then you will create amazing stuff.
0: That's it. Let's leave it there because that's that's the nugget. So attached to this is going to be information to reach Adrian Adrian McKeon. We're going to rest your name forever um as well as each week there'll be another installment of this series you and i are gonna get together multiple times and talk writing creation publishing birthing things into the world and all of the messy business in between and i just wanted to thank you again for your friendship for what you bring to the universe and for joining us here today thank you so much it is
1: genuinely my pleasure and my honor to be here with you and for everyone who's listening i really hope that you uh find the fun and share your story with the world because if you don't then the world won't have it and that is a dang shame all it.
0: thank you write your story change your life